welcome to episode 24. Not to be confused with the boner episode. <laughs> this is not a boner episode. A boner episode. What is it? What a boner? would a boner episode be? <laughs> you know, like waking up with a heart on or maybe like. Uh, well, I mean, yes. I don't know. <laughs> we can cut I, I, this I out of the Ricky one. This is the boner episode. <laughs> there you go. Right? Type Bonus it. and then boner. When I was, um, I think it must have been my 15th birthday. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Yeah, I made. My, I wanted to make my first cake. I wanted to make my own birthday cake. I was my first cake. My first cake I remember making. Big deal for me. So I looked in the Heavenly Helpers. Yeah, <laughs> the Heavenly Helpers was I don't know, just all kinds of random stuff, tips for living, and recipes, and like yeah. all these tricks you could do, uh, yeah. and just like stupid, you know, just stupid random shit. So there was a, a butterfly cake in there. Uh, that all you have oh to do. Oh my god, I remember that yeah. one. Okay, all you yeah. have to do, and probably everybody that had a Heavenly Helpers remembers, because probably everybody did it because it was so freaking easy. <laughs> so you just take your round cake yeah. and you cut a little like eye shape in the middle, and then you flip over the two sides. Boom, butterfly. <laughs> Inter- it's interesting to me that I loved butterflies all the way back then. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't make that connection until later. I was telling this story one time. I was like, holy shit. I loved butterflies way back. Like, way before I even met you. Not way before, but a couple years. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, I've had, I've had a butterfly sure. thing for, I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Well, probably a long time. Anyway, yeah. so I made myself a butterfly cake. I spent several hours making the frosting and all of that. And there was nothing big enough to put the whole cake on. So I took two cutting boards and put them together wrapped aluminum foil around them. This is great. This looks nice. It's a nice background. It's all shiny. I have a butterfly. I'm taking it off the counter to take it out. And I'm so excited. And I forget that there's two cutting boards. I put my hand underneath and pull Um, it out and boom, half of it hits the floor. Oh no. (laughs) I was freaking devastated. Obviously, because I remember every single thing about it. I was freaking devastated. And because it wasn't like, oh, you could just make another cake. No, you only had the ingredients for one cake. <laughs> like, yeah, this wasn't like, oh, let's just run to the store. Like, hell. No. no. So I was very disappointed. Everybody oh. only got a few bites of cake because I dropped half of it on the floor. Oh, no. Yeah. That was, I guess, one of my funny, but not really funny stories. <laughs> These are supposed to be funny stories, not funny, but not really funny stories. But I think they're all going to be funny, but not I, really funny because... <laughs> where you're like this is such a joyous occasion i'm feeling so much happiness right now i just don't remember any of that every cloud has a silver lining we're more like even our silver linings had a few clouds (laughs) every cloud has a silver lining no my silver linings have clouds that don't have silver linings (laughs) there's some shit you just can't line with anything and make it better That is true. It's like gold-plated stuff. You're like, ooh, shiny gold. You wear it for two months and boom, it's like brass. And you're like, oh, so much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But yeah, birthdays. Holy cow, we can talk about birthdays. That was the first time you dropped a cake. Yes, and the only reason that I was having a cake and a birthday and everything is because I was living in the Narita's house in Japan. Japan, okay. So there was one family there, Ado and Kena, and all their kids. 
and then me and another teenage boy. This is what I remember. <laughs> and then Michael Fogarty and okay. Susie used to come over because that was my first kind of singing thing. I was singing and they were like, wow, you have a great voice. You should come and sing. So they set me up to sing at the underground club thing in Japan. I don't know. And I sang Sea Wash Over Me and I bombed it. Oh, I, no. I got too nervous and I just started crying and I'm like, I can't do this. And I just, I was wearing a pink sweater dress and I was oh, very yeah. excited. It was my first like public singing appearance and I just, I couldn't do it. My voice just broke up and I just started crying and I just bombed it, bombed it. I wasn't expecting the lights. I got up there and the, I couldn't see anything except for a bunch of humps. Uh, is it? <laughs> I was, yeah. I was not, I wasn't ready for that. I was ready for the crowd. I was ready for everything else. I wasn't ready for that. And it took me by so much surprise. I think, I don't know, maybe I just <laughs> fucked up. I don't know, but no, no. I was, what the fuck that I just like, no, yeah, I can't do, do it. I do remember the, I remember the first time getting up on stage and all of a sudden you're like, I can't see anybody. Just like, Is that <laughs> why, is that why like you have, you get so scared sometimes to sing publicly? You think yeah. from, I bet. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That first time it, scarred me so much and it totally ruined my future because I would have been kept in Japan. I would have been on all those stupid videos. I would have been singing on all those stupid tapes. So maybe not ruined, but changed. To change the trajectory of my life for sure. Yeah. Because I know for Michael Fogarty and, and fucking Susie were right there yeah. singing with me. Okay, can you hold a tune? Can you do a harmony? This and that. Obviously, what do you think they're doing? They're checking out. Checking you out. Finding the, talent. Yeah. And then setting me up to sing in the club. Obviously, they thought I had potential. And yeah, yeah and then I bombed it. And then oh, next thing I knew, I was like basically sent to the, the heavenly city school. Oh my God. It was in the very beginning, though, when they were first getting it set up. Like the very, very beginning. Of yeah. Because that I remember they were still building. I'm pretty sure I could. This is pretty wrong about this. But I think they were still building it when I got to Japan in 1986. Because I went right after the TTC. The TTC ended. I spent two weeks in California. Went to Japan. Okay. So the day we landed was my 14th birthday. Yep. The TTC is the teen training camp. Yeah. The teen and that training was the camp one in Mexico, yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The first one I think was the Yafum. I think the Yafum was a practice run <laughs> yeah. because that was a really small thing. Unless you read the Heavenly Helpers, you wouldn't even know it really happened. But there's mm -hmm. pictures in the Heavenly Helpers of it. Mm, pictures yeah. of like uh, Sunny and Vass and all of them playing their guitars. And I remember I had a big moment <laughs> at that thing where, oh, I got to give my life to Jesus. And I feel so bad about everything. And I'm going to answer the call. What were you, 13? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 12. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And then we traveled around Mexico singing and getting molested. No. <laughs> singing by day, molesting by night. What could be better for them? <laughs> no, seriously, though, that's what went down. I'm that not is, even kidding. Yeah, no, no, not even kidding. And there was like only a couple adults with us, like basically chaperoning us. It was like a, a teen singing thing. Yeah. And that was different because that was with a whole group of people. But going up on there singing Sea Wash Over Me, I'm all by myself. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Why not? There's everybody else. You just sing loud. And everybody else <laughs> sings louder. And then you sing louder. And it's just, that's right. Yeah. It's just whatever. I'm up here with all my friends. This is so much fun. All by yourself is a whole nother story. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, and then the TTC and then Japan. So I landed in Japan in, I don't know, probably September or something of mm. 1986. Okay. And then I spent about a year there and then the Philippines. And that was super fun. So it was in Japan. Then it was at the Naritos that you, that the butterfly 
cake fall to the ground. Failure happened. <laughs> the and death that, of the butterfly. And, and and then the other time was with Ricky and yep. at the park. Yep. Oh. Yep. What happened there? Tripped? Do, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember we're at the park for my birthday and we lost. I don't think maybe we lost the whole cake. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you've dropped your cake yep. twice. I've had assassination attempts at me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When your mom tried to kill you, you're like, whisper, you're deathly allergic to strawberries. Here's happy birthday, strawberry cake. Happy birthday. Here's your strawberry cake. Look what I made. There's strawberries all over it. Doesn't it look pretty? Oh, my God. Uh, it looks like a death trap. <laughs> Do you remember? Twice. Twice. I'm, I'm allergic to strawberries. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Your mom's sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. But birthdays were like such a fucking trip though so there were so many people constant this might not have happened everywhere yeah but maybe it didn't I, but maybe it didn't but the, been everywhere i went though everywhere that i yes, <laughs> and everyone that i've ever heard any of us kids that grew up in the cult her so since there were so many people like you wouldn't ever have your own birthday celebrated instead you went by your astrological sign right so once a month there would be a birthday party and then you would celebrate everybody's birthday but not by month. It was by astrological sign, which yeah. is because Berg was really into, the into astrology. astrology and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Linda Goodman's sun sign book. God, that right. was like the Bible. They had the, the Bible, Bible and, and, then, and then Linda Goodman's sun sign book. It's funny because it was one of the only books we were allowed to read. So I like read the whole thing cover oh, yeah. to cover. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Joy of Cooking. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, we have a cookbook. Ooh, there's stuff in it. I'm going to read that. The, the, thing, the thing I remember so well about Linda Goodman's Sunset book is that at the beginning of every chapter, she had a little quote from Lewis Carroll's uh, Alice in Wonderland, yep. which I didn't know what it was at the time. But I do remember very well. And I remembered this. <laughs> I think I was like nine when I first read this and then stuck with me my whole life. But for Libra Woman, the quote was Alice always gave herself very good advice, but seldom if ever followed it. Yeah, that's kind of sums me up a little but yeah. yeah so birthday birthdays were done by sun sign or the astrological sign i guess more correctly to say it that way it, it was never a specialized event no you know that's yeah all. it was only because i was in the specialized home so to speak yes. specialized situation yes they just had this one family living with them oh dude and we there was like a half of the house that we were allowed to go into but i snuck in there once <laughs> I had to see what was over there. Of like, what were you hiding from us? It was just fucking room with two little mats in it. In Japan, it's very traditional to sleep yeah, on yeah, a small yeah. little mat on the floor. And so literally, it was, it was a giant empty room with like mats all over the freaking, you know how they put mats all over yeah, the yeah, ceilings yeah. and walls yeah. and all that shit? Yeah, and then two little beds, two little pillows. And I was like, damn. So it's just like someone's bedroom that they were hiding from? Not hiding from us, but it was the Narita's oh, side. Oh, 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 oh you I know, gotcha. Okay. Their private bedroom area, apparently. Okay. That, uh, now that makes sense. But I wanted to know what it was. But yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah, like so you're, you're right. If you, were in, if you were in some kind of specialized commune situation, it could happen that you would have your own birthday. Or on the very rare events that. You were the only astrological sign right. in, in the entire Yeah. Continent. But even then, that's literally one of the only birthdays. I remember my 14th birthday because obviously it's first day of the GTC, kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. This 15th birthday, I remember, I literally do not remember 
any other birthday? Uh-uh, except for my eighth one, because that's when I got taken away from my parents for child abuse. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's the only birthday that I remember. Eight, uh, 14, 15. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I remember my 19th birthday because at the time I was the only Libra in the home. Oh, so they actually had a party just for you? Yeah, that must have been great. No, uh-oh. <laughs> I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Okay. You were telling that story on one of the other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. You told that story that you were gone and they had a Libra birthday party while you were gone. Yeah. yeah. So birthdays. And you you definitely never got like presents. Presents? What the fuck was a present? I mean, shit. Did we even get Christmas presents? No. I don't think so. No, we never got Christmas presents. I didn't get Christmas presents. I don't know about anybody else. We we didn't. We didn't. Because I didn't get At least where we were at the the TC in in Thailand, anything that your relative, like our grandparents, if they ever sent us anything, they would confiscate them and redistribute it to the needy. And usually it actually went to the singing yeah exactly. <laughs> usually they're like oh they need this these nice clothes they need these nice things because they're like they're out there proselytizing so, yeah, exactly. so yeah no no birthday no christmas presents yeah holidays was never just it well holidays was work yeah oh yes, thanksgiving exactly. wasn't a thing yeah we never had thanksgiving there because was no thing. I, it just wasn't a thing it just wasn't, I don't know why. Maybe there's something in the letters that I don't remember, but it just wasn't a thing. Well, it was an Christmas, American thing. So, and, yeah, you're right. And, and we lived in Thailand. America, yeah. So, well, yeah, and you're right. In America. Yeah, you're so right. You're right. That was American was like, it was like, fuck you. Yeah, terrible. Thanksgiving is such a weird thing for me now. It's, it is. It's, yeah, for me too. I don't have the tradition. I'm making them. I just started realizing in the last couple, I just hated them. I hated the holidays until the last couple of years. I was like, you know what? The holidays are whatever I want them to be. It's my holiday. Mm-hmm. It's nobody else's holiday. It's my holiday. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I don't have to put up a tree. I don't have to have a turkey. I don't have to make a ham. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And I started doing things that that my family wanted to do and that we wanted to yeah. do together. Yeah. Yeah. You I probably did, did the same similar, thing yeah. with your own kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we have traditions. They're just not traditional traditions. <laughs> They're untraditional traditions. Yeah. For our Christmas dinner, our tradition now is that I make them whatever they want. Either order or make them. So like I had one year where Kenny wanted fish sticks <laughs> and somebody else wanted a hamburger and somebody else one time wanted a Sunday and whatever it is, you order, you get it. That's Your, cool. Yeah, that was our tradition. But yeah, Thanksgiving was not one that ever really solidified in my mind. And then even once I came to the States, it just... Because I, I think, yeah, and I think because at that time I was already an, an adult and I was able to like right. do some research and be like, what? Oh, fuck that. I don't want to celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's bullshit. Now it's just an excuse to make food. Yeah. Now it's more less. Let's get together. And then we did start having like friends Thanksgivings. Those were nice. Yeah. When that one we had together, that was fabulous. That was. Yes, for sure. For sure. Chosen chosen family Thanksgivings are actually pretty fucking special. Yeah, I, I to totally say. agree. Chosen to family say. Thanksgivings are really good. Yeah, I really love those. Yeah. Do you remember the time that we were going to all go home uh, to our families for Christmas? It was like that real special thing. So when we well, were... I didn't have a family, so I didn't care. Yeah, It wasn't true. special to me. That's true. I remember well, it got I canceled, was... and I was like, yay, now I don't have to be here all fucking by myself. Yeah. I was happy it got canceled. I'm I, sorry. That yeah. was my... No, that's so fair. I'm correct. I hadn't seen anybody in my family for several years. I was looking forward to it in that respect, to see my siblings and stuff. But what was funny regardless of whether it was for you or for us or 
their idea of replacing when they got canceled and their idea of replacing the, our special Christmas thing was they showed us that Peter, Paul and Mary concert. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. I thought it was really down. So I just sat there. Well, Peter, Paul and Mary, we were like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Most of the time I just watched the people signing to the deaf people. (laughs) that was how i passed by any boring movies watching them sign oh what was that word oh i got that word oh oh, i saw that word so i was constantly watching this the sign language going on speak any sign language very little a tiny bit but not very much my youngest speaks sign language oh that's cool like we don't have any deaf friends or deaf family members but it was just she wanted to learn and it and it connected with her instantly like that it didn't yeah she just right picked it up yeah yeah like me with russian yeah i just fucking picked it up instantly yeah and it was it was so easy to me and everybody else was struggling and i'm just like i don't know what's wrong with you guys this is fucking easy (laughs) i don't if i see someone speak to somebody else in like thai or spanish or what i'm like okay yeah you speak a language one time we went to the grocery store and one of the the staff people there were was deaf and i asked them a question not understanding that they were deaf and they asked me to face them but my youngest was with me and she saw right away and she starts signing the question that i was answering i was just like this is like magical and then they all stayed there they're both going like talking to each other in sign language i was like (laughs) i don't know it's it's like this extra magical moment yeah when you don't have like yeah she just picked that up for a while she wanted to be a a sign language interpreter yeah Mm mm-hmm that's that, that will never go out of style. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, she, she might still end up doing that. She wanted to specifically, actually, though, to do like you sign, like translating at concerts and stuff like that. So the rock and roll, <laughs> the rock and roll sign language translations. That's funny. <laughs> Saying uh, F word and stuff. How do you say F you in sign language? <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably a finger in the hole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That, do you remember, though, that Isaac, was it, was it Isaac or Zion? One of the two. They taught everybody in their room, like, all the bad, the swear words with sign language. They they kept that from the adults for a while. Yeah, for and a then, while. Too. And somebody, I don't know, somebody saw, somebody reported. Yeah. And then everybody got fucking paddled. There was stitches everywhere. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was like, it was, yeah, for real, man. That was how I got in huge trouble for, oh my everywhere. God, not right, though. That's how I got in huge trouble for having sex with somebody that was younger than me. Oh. Yeah, I think that's why I got demoted from being a NAS. I can't remember. Oh, you got demoted from being a NAS? I don't know. I can't remember. I think so, though. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was for that. I got demoted for that. But like what like younger than you. Stuff. I was like two no. years. Oh like no, no, no. Two he was, years younger than me. It was it was Whatever. a very small, yeah, very small gap time period. <sighs> How fucking confusing. Is oh that, man, though? and I gotten so much well because it it's oh oh the adults are allowed to have sex with you when you're a little tiny fucking child, right? Yes, but now that you're and eighteen. The, yeah, and now half, that you're eighteen. You do not have sex with a 16 year old or we're going to basically put you in solitary confinement, demote you from all your positions (laughs) and everything that you have is gone. (laughs) It it really did become like that. And it was kind of, it was confusing. Seriously. Like fucking, it was, it was confusing. And then it's, Oh God, everything was constantly just confusion. But yeah, this snitching, that was a real thing. Oh yeah. Because well, because it got you like, 
merit with the leadership, so to speak. Yeah. Like, like, like people did it to protect themselves. That was oh, really. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. For, yeah. You can't really blame them in that sense. That well, yeah, was their way of surviving. Yeah, they're absolutely. looking out for themselves Thousand and they're percent, like, yes. this is probably the best thing for me to do so that I don't get in trouble. Yeah. Especially if you hear something questionable. I probably Which, snitched on people. Yeah. And the questionable could be like what? Like they they listened to a song by the Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, though. Yeah. yeah. That kind was of, like, yeah. you know, how dare you? <laughs> it was pretty wholesome. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I remember in Russia, first time I heard Offspring. I think it's probably why Offspring is my favorite band because we were still in the cult. We were living ourselves in Russia. Nice. So we were on a rebel thing, but we didn't have anything English. No radio, no television. Okay. We had 10 movies that we oh. watched on loop whenever <laughs> we had free time in Russia. You have a lot of time on your hands in the winter because <laughs> yeah, where we lived in the Ural Mountains. You were in Siberia. Right? No, we were on the western side of the Urals, which technically wasn't Siberia. The, oh, okay. the, the other side of the mountains starts Siberia. Okay. So I was living right before Siberia. Basically how I'm living right before Montana Sib- right now. Siberia adjacent. <laughs> yes, yes. But I did go to Siberia many times. Um, yes. So winter desolation. Winter isolation. You can only do so many reading activities and Bible and going out when it's 40 degrees below zero. Mm-hmm. So after a while, you're sitting at the house and you're like, okay, <laughs> we have nothing to do. Okay, let's put on a movie. So it was like Aladdin and Cool Runnings and Mrs. Doubtfire. We, we chose the comedies that we felt like you could just watch over and they were still funny. Yeah. And then that was pretty much the only outside influence that we had, except for Russian stuff, which yes. was like, I don't know what you guys are saying. We okay. did go to movies in Russia, but they're all overdubbed in Russian. Okay. Sometimes with English subtitles, sometimes not. Usually just a guy talking over the whole thing like this. And then the girl says something and he's still like this. And you're like, dude, you could at least change your voice Wait, or it's something. it's one person doing the voices for Oh, yeah, everybody? and it's terrible, too. I'm serious. <laughs> you look this the whole time. And it's like, hey, honey. Hey, honey, get the door. No, I'm not going to get the door. But I told you to get the door. I'm not going to get the door, I said. And you're like, I can't even understand what you're saying in Russian because it's so fucking muffled. And then you're like, and I can't hear the English behind it. (laughs) So I don't really know what's going on here. But that's when I saw Blade the first time. Okay. We figured dialogue's not so important on that one. It's all just vampire killing. I remember that I watched it. I got the basic (laughs) gist of it. There's badasses. They're killing vampires. Cool. That was pretty much the whole, that was the story. People killing vampires. Yeah. I didn't really get much else. That's pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is an accurate description of Blade. Yeah. We live just on the other side of the Ural Mountains, but I, I forgot why I started telling because you were saying about why offspring the first time. You oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. System music. So yeah, system, yeah, yeah. anything system is anything that's not the cults, basically, is, yeah. is system. Which was interesting for me when the Matrix came out because they called it the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That kind of freaked me out a little bit <laughs> because that was like a little too close to home. Yeah. The whole Matrix thing was like, oh dude. Oh no, it was just a little triggering because oh my gosh, because way too relatable. Too relatable, and you really did wonder which side you were actually on. Yeah. But at that point, too, we had so many questions about this can't really be how life is meant to be. Right. And so you watch this thing and you're like, oh my fucking God, like they are the, the what? Yeah. And then you get very confused. <laughs> yeah, it is very confusing because they wanted us to think that the system was the bad people, right. but right. we were like, wait a second, this fucking cult life is right. what 
Right. But that's why everything was so monitored so that we couldn't see that, which was another part of those things that are just way too relatable for me. (laughs) That is like the Truman Show. It's the same thing. But that's how, that's fucking what life was for us. It was a big fucking show. Everything and everybody was fake because we were all basically just faking it to get along. Yeah. I felt like I was faking it like my whole life until I went to Russia. I felt like I could actually be myself because nobody was really going to judge me there. And everybody just was yeah. like, Woo-hoo, you're the yeah, no, always you were putting on a show. Always, so, always. Even when you weren't, you were. You oh, subconsciously. To. Yeah. Or subconsciously. Yeah. It yeah. was like, even just, I actually used to think that a lot about when we would decorate at the TC, like when somebody special was coming and they'd like staple the nice cloth on the front and then you go in the back and it's all like trash back there. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate because the only people are going to see the front side of it. That was, yeah, yeah, that was very accurate with how things were. But yeah. So the offspring, the two guys from the home went on a ballooning trip to Europe. Because <laughs> that's how we raise funds, yeah. right? Making balloon animals. Yep, yep. And <laughs> as you do. And going to Europe was the best. Selling them in Russia was like, oh, I'll give you a pickle. Like, uh, here, do you want a piroshki? Like, what are people going to give you? They have fucking nothing. So we went to Europe where people were a little more affluent. So Switzerland, Germany, Bulgaria, Hungary, like Austria. We'd all take turns, but. Basically, the people that didn't speak Russian were the ones that got to go the most. That's not fair. (laughs) And also the dudes. I don't know if it's because they were more overbearing and they're like, I'm going. Or I don't know what it was. But for some reason, they got to go more than than we did. We were pretty well groomed to to mm. step down. Yes, we were very well groomed to step down. So anyways, yeah, that's what it was. Like, but they oh, came back. man wants to do that. Of man, course. She, well, naturally man. you should. <laughs> the man naturally gets first choice. Yeah. yeah. yeah He's absolutely. the man. <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was how we were raised. So I guess that's what we did. <laughs> but um, we did a lot of arguing. And so they came out and went on this ballooning trip and brought back a tape. Copied from the radio, of course. Oh my God. Old tape recorders <laughs> that had the radio on one side and tape recorder on the other. You're like, oh, songs come in, hit it, hit record. And then you get this crackly, like recording something. <laughs> because we lived overseas. So, right. like, that trend stayed with us much later than, like, they were already, like, onto probably CDs. Right. <laughs> in the Western world. Right. We were all still, like, getting recorded. Yeah. We're, we're getting cassette tapes. Cassette. Yeah. Because this was 1995 <laughs> or 96. Yeah. And, so they brought back a cassette tape, recorded off the radio naturally. Amazing. And I'm trying to skip the commercials in between, but it was a couple offspring song. It was that one. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, it was the one. Okay, there was so there's two songs that I specifically remember, if I can even remember what they are. The give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give it to uh-huh. me, baby. You know that one. <laughs> and all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. That one. And the other one was <laughs> the other one was um. That one, like, uh, she, she just wants more money. And, oh, God, I love Offspring. And I know these songs like yeah, the back of my fucking hand. And now I can't remember them. There's been too much emotion tonight. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> my memory bank is, is, no, not but, coming out. But isn't that funny that, you, like, that was one of your first connections to the outside? And for me, that that's where my love for Dolly Parton started. Was mm. because when I was nine and I found that cassette tape from that moment on, she was, like, yeah. a savior. Yeah, she was well, like... Because she took you out of where you yeah, were. Yeah, so... You went to a whole like, other yeah. place in your head with that music, just like reading a book. Yeah. You, go, you can go to a whole other world. And it just never happened for us. Like, it was not... Yeah, so there was like, oh my gosh, this little taste of... Yeah. little taste of... 
It impacts you very strongly. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I'm going to remember that song. Uh, oh, no, I know for sure. We'll be singing it by the end. <laughs> it's the it's the one. My boyfriend's got a girlfriend and he hates that oh. bitch. He tells me every day. Yeah, okay, that one. That one yeah. Man, I really got to lose my chick uh-huh. in the worst kind uh-huh. of way. Yes, that song. So those two songs. And then we just played them over and over and over and over and over and over and over <laughs> And that from then on, still to this very day, Offspring, my favorite band. Just like Dolly Parton's your favorite because of that cassette tape that you found when you were a little girl. It's crazy how those things impacted you. I also liked Brian Adams for a long time. Oh, yeah. For much the same reason, because you couldn't avoid his songs. They were in the malls all over Thailand and all over everything. And Phil Collins, too. I remember going to a laser light show and all they were playing is Phil Collins music. Yeah. And then I was like, we're all supposed to be witnessing or something. I don't even know what the fuck we were doing there, but <laughs> probably witnessing, I'm guessing. It was in Thailand. But all I was doing is just listening to this music. What is this? <laughs> it's funny when you think about it, though, because like our music exposure was so god awful that Brian Adams was like the genius. <laughs> Dude, I loved him, though. Of course. Oh, man. Of course we did. (laughs) I think because the same thing, that was an escape. And also that was a connection to to not what we had. (laughs) It was a connection to to something else. To the outside world. Yeah, because we did definitely did really start. There was a point we really started being aware that there is something that's out there. And I don't really know if it's actually as bad as you guys keep saying it is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seriously. But yeah, that was why I wanted to go to Russia. Because I knew yeah. that in Russia, I could find a place to be myself. A lot of people were, your home, like your place was famous because a lot of people were, you were, I think, one of the very first. Of only. All, of only. Yes, we of were. only second generation. We were. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, technically no, no. we weren't because Ella was there. Ella joined. She was like 26 or 25 and we were like. 21 or 19. Yeah, but she wouldn't be, she wouldn't have been considered in any shape or form an elder, or like no. a shepherd. And a no, yeah, no. So, she was just not an SGA. Yeah, that's yeah. All. Okay. But yeah, but, but in general, that, like you guys were quote unquote shepherdless. Yes, we were shepherdless <laughs> and fuck it showed. We yelled and screamed at each other. It was oh, awesome. God. Man, I think that's where I learned to be angry. I think that's where I learned because a lot of people. They grew up in the cult, have a hard time being angry. Yeah. I've heard this repeatedly. <laughs> Me. People can't get angry. Oh, yeah. no, I can get very angry. And yeah. I think that's where I learned it. Because nice. we, if, if you didn't shout your opinion and start just yelling, then you didn't get anything. Yeah, so because you were allowed to be angry in a safe space. Like, yes. you could be angry and people still loved you. Yes, and we would all yell at each other and then be like, all right, meeting's over. Hey, what's up? You're my friend. I love you. <laughs> we had to get, we had to have a rotating mediator Oh, for each okay. movie, each movie, each meeting, <laughs> they were quite like movies. You could ask anybody that lived there. It was fucking hell. Because everybody was just screaming and arguing because we all had our opinion. It was the first time we were allowed yeah. to have an opinion. Yeah. It was... So all of us were like, no, yeah. we're just going to do it my way. And they're like, no, we're going to do it my way. Yeah. yeah I, you, I mean, no wonder you love Russia so much. You had your awakening there. That, yeah, well, like, yeah. Absolutely. That was my breaking free. And they didn't know. When they sent me there. Oh, yeah. No, that no. What they were doing. They had no idea that this was going to happen. Yeah, no, to that. Me. When they first sent me to Russia on that scouting trip or whatever. Oh, from, the, from, from Thailand. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course. Yes. Like of course. they, they would have never sent you. But they had no idea no, what yeah. was going to happen and what was going to go on and how free we were going to feel because all of a sudden there were two. We were just four of us. Yeah. It's just four of us. And 
we were all basically equal. And obviously, Uncle Gabe and Auntie yeah. Joy were Uncle Gabe and Auntie Joy. But it was a lot more of, what do you think? What yeah. should we do? What do you guys think? Again, and this, this was, was a really good. And this was long before the charter. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like, this was, was before. So it was super. Yeah. I Unheard just, of to have an yeah, opinion. It was, it was yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It was actually, I, I appreciated my time there even before we moved there, before I moved back there. But that was how I knew. As soon as the charter came out, I started raising money to leave Thailand. I was fucking out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking out of there. Yeah, I wish. How long did you stay in Thailand after the charter? Not very long because Daniel got sent to the home I was in because we read the charter. So I was pregnant like within the first month and we came to the States because I got real sick and died. And so I was about six months pregnant when we came here to the States. So maybe eight months after the charter. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Because you came and you were in New York and shit when I was in Russia. Yeah. Okay. But again, we were still under the rule law of being in the cult. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad. (sighs) It was a new experience for sure. Everybody's like speaking English. You can actually understand. Right. That's a whole new world. Oh my goodness. You can hear the conversations around. You're like, Mm -hmm. what? These people are not like talking about child sacrifices and devil worship. Like that's, they're actually having conversations about like, how's the weather? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how's it was, mom? but from that point on, cause I got here to the States when I was pregnant, um, which with my first and I, then I had five pregnancies in six years. So wow. yeah, Hot damn. one I lost, but yeah. So yeah, that was my experience is being home, being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so grateful for them now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Russia was, was, was definitely. What were you saying about it being formed by accident? That that um, they normally would not have let a yeah, home no. be formed. But I can't remember exactly what the story was. But it was like one of those people came and people left. And then all of a sudden you guys were like all these young people. And you're like, let's call each other. Let's call ourselves nuts. And boom, that happened. Yeah. We never had any adults there, though. Yeah. We left from Moscow. The only reason they let us do it is because Ella was with us and she was considered an adult. Okay. Because she wasn't, she didn't grow up in yeah. the cult. So you got, yeah. And so you guys formed at the time, but also Russia. I, we who, formed it in Moscow. Who was the leadership in Like who was even, oh. I don't fucking know. I can't I remember know. that yeah, shit. So like they didn't have, they had much more lax. Much more lax leadership. anywhere else. In the country, much in the more world, lax. Actually. I don't know who the leadership was. I don't remember. But I remember forming Four of us originally went. It was only four of us yeah. to start out. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was me, Ella, mm-hmm. Josh, and Jared. That was it. Two boys, two girls. <laughs> and then we got people to come to the home. Yeah. Eventually, Christina came and Leah came. And we we went on a scouting trip to Novosibirsk. Mm-hmm. And they had 10 or 12 people that had just come over from the States and so we went there to try and recruit a couple of them to come to our house. And that's how we got Leah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I cool. think that's how we got Sonny too. That's how we got Sonny too. Cause Sonny, he still lives in Russia. He's married to a Russian lady. Yeah. <laughs> but Sonny came over with that big Novosibirsk team. Okay. And then that's cool. we went down there and converted them. And a few of them came and visited for a while because it was like the party house. <laughs> we were the party house of Russia. <laughs> we were oh my god you can see all the you pictures we're so drunk <laughs> it's like vodka of course every time it's because like, we have to vodka's like water oh no vodka's everything dude oh my god i'll never forget holy shit the first time i went to a russian cafeteria 
Okay. Okay. It's six o'clock in the morning. We're on a road trip. Some foreign city in Russia. We don't know anything. We wake up, we go find somewhere to eat cafeteria, cheap and easy. Go in. I'm watching these people carry, you know, like a water cup in a restaurant, a small plastic cup. Yeah. Probably six ounces or something see-through. Yeah. And every guy has one on their tray. Every single person walking off of that line. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a cup of water. And I'm like looking at it. I I asked somebody or something and they're like, that's vodka. And the the cup was like three quarters of the weight full. I'm talking probably three shots or four shots in there. And this is what, lunch? Oh, no, this is six o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. This is literally six o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And they get in their cafeteria shit, just drink that whole thing down and then eat their breakfast. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. It's no, no, it's I'm, part of the I'm, culture. It's part yeah, of the culture. But like, so it's like everybody just like drunk all the time. Always plastered? Well, pretty much, yeah. You just walk down the streets, there's people like laying on the floor, passing out on benches. You find dead people. Oh yeah, I'm not kidding. People that froze to death. Like I saw a guy die of drunkenness. If somebody's laying on the ground, people just go by, they kick it. If they move, great. If they don't. Oh, just keep fucking walking. It just becomes such a common occurrence, but you don't even really bat an eyelash at it. That's crazy. And then it's deeply embedded in the culture too. Yeah, for sure. And we use it as an excuse. We have to drink. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Probably we didn't have to take 10 shots. We could have had five, but (laughs) if somebody, basically if somebody there says, oh, my grandma died, drink with me. And you say, I'm sorry, I can't. Oh, forget it. You're done. You're yeah. done. That's how they bond. Yeah. They bond through vodka. That makes sense. <laughs> For real. It's weird. But that's the- So if you don't do that, you're literally just cut off. You're dead to them. You're just dead to them because it's extremely disrespectful. Yeah. So Russian toasts. Oh my God. I remember the Russian toasts. Every shot is a nail in our coffin. So let's drink so our coffins will never fall apart. Yeah. Or there was another one. Every child is a beautiful flower. So let's give those flowers to our women. What? Yeah. But how's that a toast? That's a toast. That's a toast. Okay. Beautiful flower. So let's give those flowers to our women. In other words, let's have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom line, let's have yeah. sex. Okay, another one also about sex. Okay. <clears throat> so the first man comes along and all he has is a hat and the spirit or whatever comes up behind the Wait, mountains. Is this a joke? No, this is a toast. Okay. This is a Russian toast. There's a story? Yeah. Okay. That's a toast, but it's a story toast. Okay, okay. So the first guy is walking along and like the spirit or whatever comes up behind the mountains and talks to him and says, take your hat and put it down over your private part. So he does. And then she says, now move your left hand and now move your right hand. So let's drink to the power that held up the cap. That's a toast. Okay. I remember that because I used to have them all memorized. Well, because you had to have something to bring to the table. Otherwise, you were just a dumb foreigner sitting there totally clueless. Yeah. But if you made a Russian toast, oh, you were in like flint because that's the shit that only the Russians know that shit. (laughs) So all you have to do is say a little Russian toast. Boom. You're in. Like everybody's like, oh welcome come to my house come to my table we'll feed you this we'll do that whatever we'll give you the world (laughs) it was weird there too because we were like celebrities yeah very celebrity status especially when we first went because it was 1992 shit they'd never seen americans not where we were we were in chelyabinsk also right by the euro mountains it's funny because chelyabinsk is just a little bit south of 
Pierre, where I yeah ended up living for a long time. But yeah, uh, it's fucking people asking if they could touch our hair. Can I touch <laughs> your pants? I've never touched an American's jeans before. Oh no! And that's where I uh, first had Earl Grey tea too. In yeah, Russia? yeah, yeah. Because there, it's everybody invites you to the house for chai. You come over mm-hmm. for chai. So this English teacher lady invited us to her house, and we went over. And I'm like, "What is this delicious elixir?" <laughs> She's like, "What? You've never had it? It's Earl Grey. It's my favorite." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is good. <laughs> I love Earl Grey tea oh, so nice. much." Michaela buys the double bergamot. Uh huh. It's even more like spicy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy fucking lives, man. Russian. I'm writing a book about Russia. I have my outline because I, I think that's such a fantastic idea. I think I you mean, gave me the idea. I did, but because I, it's such it's <laughs> such a, I think it's such a fantastic idea. Uh, one of those countries that everybody wonders what goes on there type. Yeah. Thing, you know, for and sure. because it was so us against them for yeah, so no, no, long. I don't think a lot of Americans have curtain. delved yeah. deep into Russian culture. And even people that go, okay, what did you do? Go to fucking Moscow? That's not fucking Russia. Yeah. That's not fucking Russia. That's like a European city <laughs> in Russia. Okay? It's all Americanized. There's fucking McDonald's everywhere and shit like that. It's I was there like... when they opened the first McDonald's. Dude, the lines were outrageous. <laughs> we took Michaela there when she was little and we had to wait in line for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty stupid. Russia is out in the sticks where they still don't have electricity and everything is done by horse-drawn carriage and you trade (laughs) your jam for your bread and you trade your milk for your honey. Like that's Russia. Yeah. No, that's a unique perspective and you're right. That like you, you had a unique experience in a unique experience. Exactly. Because not only living in Russia, was generally a unique experience for most Westerners, right. especially Americans. Yeah. But then on top of it, you did it in the cult under this, these yeah. ridiculous. So it's like, what upon what? <laughs> and then you did what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would I, be, it would be fun. When I went to Russia, I remember I was all alone. I just had the stupidest, nastiest, ugliest clothes because what kind of fucking clothes for Russia are you going to find in Thailand? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I remember I had like dresses over skirts. And yes. then pants underneath. And I was freezing my ass off. And then I had a sweater <laughs> under a jacket. And I just looked like, what kind of thrift store place? Like, nightmare did you walk out of? I know, seriously. People were looking at me like, where did you get those clothes from? I'm looking at myself oh, like, fuck, I don't know, dude. It was the warmest thing I could find in Thailand. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Remember when it got cold one time? In Thailand? Yeah. Yes. One time. Yeah. One it time. It was like really cold. Yeah. It was 15 degrees Celsius. It wasn't necessarily really cold. But for us, it was. For us. Yeah. Felt like fucking freezing. Yeah. Sweaters. And but we didn't have sweaters. Mm-hmm. We didn't have socks. And it was cold. And we didn't, all, all our windows were just screens. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Just screens. That's it. So when it's cold, but it's never cold. So it's fine. But one time it did get cold. Yeah. That all the floors are stone too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It was cool. like it was fucking freezing. <laughs> oh my god, I remember how cold I was. <laughs> Uber thin blood. <laughs> yeah. And now, okay, so later I was like, what is 15 degrees Celsius and Fahrenheit? I looked it up, I was like, what? That's a warm day. <laughs> 59 degrees. Hmm. 
Hmm. It was 60 degrees and we thought we were going to die of freezing. <laughs> See, now I'm like, I go outside with the short sleeve shirt when it's 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. But then, fuck, I was freezing my butt off. In Russia, 60 degrees is a warm summer day. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it weird how your perspective yeah. changes so much? Okay. Well, we've been jabbering for a while. We got through a few funny stories. We didn't get through too many, though. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't do our births. Our funny birth stories, and we have a few others. We have many more funny stories. <laughs> we can't tell them all at once. Yes. <laughs> so that was episode 24? I think so, yes. Welcome to Butterflies Bravery. This is episode 24. Now that you've listened to us, <laughs> we would like to inform you that it's episode 24. <laughs> Fall into the next yeah. episode. Yeah, like, yeah. We promise. Over. We promise. Vodka was not involved in the making of this. Before. No vodka, just water. <laughs> well, that's episode twenty-four. We hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll have lots more funny stories for you. So, as always, stay brave, and remember that every butterfly was once a caterpillar.